about this. Hey, guys. Tommy! <laughs> you don't have to do it alone this time. We're here to fight by your side. Welcome back to the Life Rants Podcast. I am your host, Antonio Augusto. And Aaron Rhodes. Listen, beautiful people, we're going to get to the fun stuff. But this week we lost another childhood hero. And um, I'm going to say this up front. If you are in your feelings, get ready. Because I'm not holding back today. Neither is Aaron. We got some fear. We got some thoughts. <laughs> and yes, we do. you will be addressed today. I'm going to read this thing from uh, Twitter and it encapsulates exactly how people are feeling. And it's a it's a beautiful tweet. Let me just give me a second to pull it up. Ranger Nation, we mourn together. Today, we celebrate the heart, the strength, the raw talent that is Jason David Frank brought to the Power Rangers as Tommy Oliver. He was truly a legend among us. We will miss him. May the powers, may the power protect them always. That is Power Ranger on Twitter, Power Rangers Twitter official handle. And it encapsulates people are hurt, man. People yeah. are hurt. And, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say this up front too. Let's, I'm, let's get this out of the way. Listen, if you're dealing with any kind of craziness, any kind of stress, you feel like you're about to do something crazy and you need to talk some need to talk to somebody. Yo, man, just call dial 988. And that's the suicide hotline. Call somebody, talk to somebody. Right. If nothing else, try to talk to your friends first, your family. Yes. You know, please, please, please don't we lost a great we lost a good dude, man. We lost right. a good dude. What you know, it doesn't even matter what happened in this personal life. And let me say this up front. Anybody that's attacking his family at this time, I'm gonna say it for what it is. You are wrong and that is fucked up. Do not right. attack that mammy that family's man on Twitter. Let that let them mourn. Whatever happened in that man's life and that man's language is no one's fucking business. No right. one. Because it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not. Now that we got that out of the way, listen, it hurts to lose another another childhood hero. But I mean, unfortunately, we live in a day and age and people are just struggling, man. So again, please, if not nine eight uh nine eight eight talk to somebody right all it takes is a conversation just a conversation call your friend family whoever i, I would say us you know hit us up on amp life france 82 right. on tiktok king Krakoa on tiktok just talk to somebody you know i don't always read my messages but i try to get to them as much you know as we can mm-hmm. and and since we're on the i guess we should do the intro first we talk about DC, we talk about Marvel, we talk about TV news, movie news, toys, games. If you get into your feelings, get ready, because we ain't holding them back. That said, how you doing, brother? 
I am doing quite well, my guy. I had uh, just, I made a third, tw- uh, I'm doing real well. I'm do- I just made like a 12 hour trip last night. So uh, I'm doing pretty good. Wait, 14 hours, excuse me. You <laughs> so I'm doing drove from, from Jacksonville, Florida mm-hmm, to Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We are five hours away from each other. Five right. Hours. Five right. hours. Right. It just, uh, you're so close yet you're so far. You're so far away. I, I can't. Not yet you. a girl. We not just, yet a woman. We just made the trip, like not too long ago, and it just that drive is so nice. Right. It's my so cousin nice. is literally on the way up here from uh, Dallas. She goes to college in Dallas, so she's literally on the way here now. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, and and then the drive, even the Houston. Is is not it's 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 smooth sailing. I mean, once you get to Houston, good luck to you. But just right. that, that drive is just um, it's it's nice. Have you been to Bucky's yet? I have not been to Bucky's yet. You need okay before you leave Texas, you need to make a trip to Bucky's. Bucky's is life in our house. It is a giant. <laughs> be- I'm not making this up. It is a giant beaver gas station. Oh, I've been the seeing them. I've I've passed by I, I a prompt, few. You, listen, whoever whoever rode with you, you need to fight. It is a giant <laughs> gas station. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I literally no bull, no BS. I have a giant beaver sweater, a giant beaver, <laughs> a giant beaver blanket towel. We, we wow, Bucky's really is life. Okay, I see it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're going to do what now, we're, what I like to call the, um, we're going to get to the uh, to the drama first. Because I don't like how people coming for you on TikTok. You oh, talk my guy. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Um, So I made a video this, well, last week about the uh, about Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. More specifically about the magnificent, astounding roles that the women played in this film. Because, my God, it was amazing. Um, but someone made a, hmm, it could only be a slight. Um, they made a comment stating... Um, typical gay man spreading the gay agenda okay so before you know you and get, before you before you oh, okay because you know i will let me let me let, let's get this out of the way first mm-hmm. thing you watch the content Thank so you, you already gave him a, 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 a light so you already knew what it was you right. already knew what this was he's like i'm pretty sure you see you need to read up front what exactly what you're watching right we're talking like, about a very, very beautiful movie. That is Wakanda Forever. And Tikala you knew what the movie was about. With, surrounded by powerful women, and you can't respect that? Like, let me tell get you. Over yourself. All right, go ahead. It, and it's crazy because it's literally a woman. Because even from the first movie, you can tell that there is already a president where women are also at the forefront of these movies. I literally just watched Black Panther on the way here. So, like, you see these movies, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Carry look, on. I look, and me and my mom, me and my mom, and everybody was just in the car watching Black Panther. It was amazing. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna ask questions. Just leave that be. <laughs> um, it's look, we, we make it work, <laughs> but um, it 
it was amazing. Um, but you see that in the beginning, even from the beginning of these movies, that they the women take urgency and are just as important as the men in it. And now that T'Challa is dead, he the next lot person in the line is Shuri, a woman. So you see this transformation where all these women are not only take, stepping up and taking the prominent roles in this film, but also they're it's allowing them to feel the all the emotions that they need to feel through this movie. It's allowing them to grieve the, and do what they need to do in their own ways because we see that from Nakia to Ramonda, all of them are going to going through a different process and all of them are going through a different level of grief. And you get to let them experience that as and especially Shuri. Especially, uh, Shuri's going through a whole slew of emotions, her, her, going through her faith and going from being furious at the world to even being furious at, uh, you know, Namor. So it gives them the ability to do that without feeling like an angry black woman trope or going to some kind of stereotype. And that's what this movie is so that's why this movie is so important and that's what i was stating in the tiktok now the i can tell what the real issue was and i already knew it from the jump it was the embaku of it all so Wait, a lot of people you, yeah go ahead further mm-hmm. let me tell y'all something y'all worried about the woman stuff homie still became king anyway it was king oh wait 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 wait, wait hold on hold on because we're still two weeks out Spoilers if you haven't seen Black Panther. You have been warned. He still became king anyway. So what is the... Right, which I I still somewhat have mixed feelings about, but I understand but for him he is the right he should be it right now, at least for right now, because of how Shuri is and Shuri's going through her own journey. She needs to be where she's at right now to be able to do everything she needs to do and one day she might be able to be queen but for right now i think he is he should be uh the king of wakanda but the big thing that they that people that a lot of let's call it what it is a lot of cis men have been getting off and going going off about is that mbaku is a supporting character you and claim to how they've explained it in many videos prop these women up and be used as a punching bag for these women to for them for the story to move forward and that couldn't be the farthest thing from the truth Mbaku was first and foremost let's go to his first from the first movie where Mbaku was still a very supporting character and not not main a main stage at all from going to a character who has evened out and he is kind of more respectful of women than he was since he, you know, he's literally the man who uh, coined the term, the girl who scoffs at tradition. <laughs> like, it's it's that move. And he came to this movie with such uh, strength and he didn't need to be overpowering. He didn't need to be the main role of this character. And like I said in my video, though he wasn't seen throughout this video, th- through the movie, his presence was seen and felt throughout the movie because he is the driving force that pushes Shuri to take these ro- take on this role and move forward to become Black Panther and do all these things and allows her to g- have these emotions and allow and is really and like it what it is the support and is a supporting character because how many times have women played this role where they are the supporting character or they have to die for the story to push forward 
for men to be able to do what they need to do in the store. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like you need to it's nice to see that that stereotype or that little that being flipped on its head and him being the supporting character because even in um there's a interview that he does with lapita and i'm sorry to be going off on a tangent about this no, but no, it's no. just i'm about to do mine too so take it you okay cool cool um, but there's a there's a interview that him and lapita do and they talk about um women being at the forefront and taking urgency in these stories and he said um she says to him she says uh she he asked she's asked about it and he she says well i believe that men should be just as involved with these store um with these conversations because if you don't do if these men aren't involved how do you how are you going to you know fix the problem and not to be and not to be able to take over it without being able to take over the story or dominating the conversation but facilitating the conversation and being able to help these women push the story forward and that was that's what that's what this is, movie is all about is being able to see these things and being able to show that yes black women can be a superhero and still these movies can be a success and thrive in these in these ways like we're getting these now we're getting more and i promise you because of these of these successes because of shang chi and this and miss marvel and things like that we're going to get better movies where we get to see like we're getting name more we're getting more latinx people into these things we're getting more um, black people into these things we're hoping we get more queer people into these things like we want these more these bigger representations that we show that when you give us these chances to be seen, we come out and we show out for our people. And that's that's really what it's all about. And I just feel like the Mbaku of it all, like he was a character. Like those people are one of them, like, let's call, um, excuse my language, but those one of them motherfuckers who want Mbaku to be Black Panther. And I just, I rebuke that in the whole name of Jesus. I just won't, not on Wakanda's internet. I just won't have it. Like you, I... I'd rather, <laughs> like, you might as well have just gave R- Ramonda it, and I like, and I just like, and I just won't. I'm sorry. I won't. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Throw the whole thing away. I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. Throw the whole thing away. Like, no. So let let's make it a little more personal to us. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll go. I'll go first. For me, my mother, Lee said it. No, let's start from the top. Because if I get this wrong, I may get stabbed tonight. My <laughs> wife, Karen Augusto, she runs shit. My mom, said Augusto, she runs shit. My sister, Nancy Augusto, she runs stuff. My aunt, Teresa Rivera. My aunt, Michelle Baez. I, and, mm-hmm. you know, I had male figures, David Augusto, Malcolm Stark. I had male, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, uh, role models. Ro- thank you. Role models. Yeah, so the women, I would, basically what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't be anywhere without the women and the men in my, in my life. Thank you for saying that. Uh, because like, that's, I'm also, I'm also, I'm a parent of a single mother. So like, I, women have always been name, at the brother. forefront of oh, Ramona Rhodes, the strong woman up uh, right in the next room with me. Look, look, she she is the forefront, and like it has been my aunts who have been like forefront. Like my uncle, who I came down here to visit, is also like one of my greatest father figures. Like these people are 
like integral in my life, but they are not, it's a two side, it's a two sided coin. You can't have one without the other. Like you can't respect one without respecting the other. And you Thank know, you. it's, Thank it's kind of that. And like, I just, my bad, continue. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're fine. And, uh, and I'm going to put an end to this. Listen, without a woman in the house, keeping things on track, you need to accept things for what it is. This world has changed. There used to be a right. time where women couldn't really do anything to where we are today. Right. Either get with the program or don't. Bottom line. And I'm right. And it's here. And we're still going through issues like, I mean, the Roe versus Wade of it all. Like, I mean, we're still having those issues, but we're still pushing forward. And with these stories and with women getting the opportunity to be at the forefront of any kind of of any genre or any, you know, conversation, we get these we can get these moments where they can thrive and things can move forward. Because how can you push the how can you push the conversation or how can you move the the culture for it if you're not willing to do the work you know what and, i mean and and it is okay to be around strong women because you Thank can you. still be around strong men right their what strength the doesn't take away yours all right, all right. If the more we keep doing this we're gonna not Look, you know we will <laughs> so all right so a couple things uh on the toy end uh super seven Super Seven, I love you, and you will continue to take money from my wallet or my wife's, whoever comes first. <laughs> I'm sitting at home last night, and I'm just flipping through Twitter. There is a Biggie figure coming out next year. Hmm. The, the notorious B.I.G., the boy from Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy, there's an action figure coming out. I literally ran in the room. Told my wife, I ain't buying this. She looked at me. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm working. <laughs> Do you not understand? If you had told me growing up that there would be a notorious B.I.G. figure, right? I would have laughed in your face. I would have straight laughed in your face. So there's that. Also, you're on the Hasbro side. I'm pretty sure with. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Jason Davis Frank's passing. We're going to get more Tommy action figures. So I'm pretty sure that's going to happen this year. For sure. And um, I decided this year I'm not going to outright be done with Marvel Legends. I'm going hard in the X-Men. I'm going hard. Okay. And and you, as you learn in the today's podcast, you'll learn why. So that's that's it for toy news right now. I'm pretty sure there's a few more pre-orders I'm not mentioning, but we'll get to those. Mm -hmm. All right, you got the TV news, brother. Gotcha. So let's let's get into this. So the first thing I want to get into is the tweet that by James Gunn last week, um, which was a picture of Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific. Terrific. Look, let's go. We just I'm. I am excited for this. I'm ready for this. Like, I don't like the, the, I was, I'm not going to lie. I did not like the arrow version of him. Um, I don't know if I've said that or expressed that before, but yeah, he, he was not my biggest fan. I like the fact that they like, you know, changed him to, you know, they made him a gay black man, but it was the thing of, he just didn't feel like a Mr. Terrific to me. That was the thing. I just, no. I feel like I couldn't see him as an Olympic award winner. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, but it's, they, 
I hate to say it, and I love Arrow. They kind of dumb it down. They really did. They did with his. They did with his, I believe. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to see what they. I, look, we in James Gunn, we trust. So we're gonna we're gonna see what he does with this. Um, I'm I just I'm I'm excited to see who he picks with that. We already know about the Lobo uh, news that um, that was announced last week as well. With yeah, I I, I think yeah we talk, Jason Momoa he's gonna play yeah. his character. Yeah, I, this is we. we I trust Gunn, but this is one of those things where I'm going to establish this up front with DC. Until this movie legitimately comes out, then we'll talk. Because DC okay. had said a lot of things. I keep hearing things about the Batgirl movie. I need that. I hope he I hope he kind of steps on that and um, presses the uh, gas on I'm that and be like, hey. Truthfully for Blue Beetle. I am too. I very much am too. Um, I'm hoping because he's here, then maybe it'll, he might push for it to keep going since he's the head of it. I'm hoping so. And I'm hoping like maybe since, I mean, I know that Batgirl got canceled. So I'm hoping yeah. that maybe one day they bring that back. Cause when will we ever get a black Batgirl? When, cause let's be real, black people in the Bat family do not last long, except if you're a fox and you're making his equipment. Oh, oh speaking I of just, the point, wait, wait, before we go any further. Uh, we are getting a uh, uh, what the hell's his name, a Duke Thomas action figure. That's good. I, I mean, I already got Jace Fox in the in the in the little cabinet. We are getting a a Duke Thomas action figure. Him as the signal. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Let's go. That's good. Thank you, McFarlane Toys. <laughs> that's good. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they keep it, but I'm hoping uh, actually that they keep. Uh, What's her name? Uh, the the black bat woman in there in the universe since they made a comic of her now. Because I kind of I, look. I oh, let's be uh, real. Jalisa, is that her name? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Javicia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um. I want to see her in it. I, um, yes, I need her as an action figure. Yeah. 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 I need her as an action figure. But they made her. But they've they given her a comic. So I'm hoping that they like keep her like an actual oh, she's a character. Yeah, she um she has a book actually. Um it's in the Prime Bird Earth now, um with the the all the show um arrow shows, they oh, have their own comic. So, so so I did I, I did see that. It was just a one off. It's not a like a, a full series. See, I know. I'm hoping that they I'm hoping with that that they like decide to bring her bring her to the forefront because that's kind of what happened with Kate and all them. So I'm hoping that they find a way to do that because I have not seen a black woman last that long in the Bat family, and I want to see that. I've like Brat Girl is the last one, and I remember there was like uh one of the one of the Fox girls was a part of the Bat family yeah. at some point. Yes, yes, Tam, yeah. And, and she I was, was hoping in the that Red she Robin was, book. Yeah, and I was hoping she was gonna be. I yeah, I was hoping that they were gonna last, but c'est la vie, you know. But it's okay. I we we hope for more. Uh, <laughs> we're pushing. Uh, we're pushing. Right. Hey, look, I'll take this up front. There's going to be a time where Batman and Robin are going to be black. Get ready. Yeah. Get yeah. ready. I'm waiting for it. Like if they want to if they want to do a Jace Fox um a Batwing and Signal mo- a book, I would I would watch it. I would read it. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah. I, that was see, that was straight off the top of the head. Now. This is why we're compatible. I was the other day. Please, please, DC, DC. That would actually sweet, be sweet, dope. Actually, whoever runs DC Comics today, right. I'm gonna write this. Um, 
right dc if you want me to read batman um get that and make that happen for me Listen, and they're both in new york chase is in all right in new york i will write that book like listen my name is antonio augusto that's Aaron. he can even get his sister as a batgirl write this book literally like okay what else can can happen um i want to share too Okay, cool. Um, so of course the Doom Patrol was coming back, which I'm very excited for. I need to get it caught is, up. Yeah, it look to me, it's basically the it's the adult version of Legends of Tomorrow, honestly. <laughs> so true. It's they go through the same kind of wacky adventures, but it still has like the serious tone in the end of it. It's it's cute. Uh, I'm ready for it. Um, we all know that Titans is back, which Starfire is just the forefront of that show for me and they have i'm gonna be a little honest here do it i can't i couldn't get past season one a lot of people couldn't and that's okay it's more for me i love it i just start i'm not gonna lie it it took me a minute but honestly like i just i just take it as a different universe honestly that's honestly what does it for me like i'm like okay especially with dc with how many universe they have i'm like yeah this is this is a different universe, and I would kind of like to see an adult version of them, but it's it's a little bit different. But and you know, and you know, the only thing that's really selling me is my baby Donna Troy is in it, and you know, Donna's one of my favorite. Wait, if I haven't said they, this before, didn't she die in two? The end of two? Yes, but she came back <laughs> as yeah. she does as she does in the comics many times. Oh my god! And look, and it's like I, I kind of love it. I'm in the DCU. Yeah, she's right. She right. She is. She is. She is. Oh, what else you got? But, you you um, you leaving the news today? This is your show. Okay, got you. So with this week in comic news, um, I believe we talked about this earlier, but Dark Web series is starting with any Spider Man lovers, and it's starting with Venom, and they've already put the premise of it, which will be Madeline Pryor goes to well, Eddie Brock is trying to get from from get to earth to save his son and he ends up in limbo and he makes a deal and madeline makes a deal with him and oh. that's all we that's all we get and i'm like so okay that's what kids you know what we're doing next week guess what i'm saying it what? now we're getting you caught up with spider-man yeah, yeah. i'm ready because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing some videos about madeline prior myself on my tiktok soon because She's and just... that is an easy thing to do because you could, we could easily get caught up. We're getting you caught up right. with Spider-Man leading into right. Dark Web. Get ready. All right, right. I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're good. You're good. Look, yeah, I'm sorry. I got to... Because where Madeline will be one of the... Also will be one of the issues we will talk about today in the, the premise of this episode, which we will get to. <laughs> but um, another part of, uh, I guess, bad news. Um, Bob Iger is a, um, now back as CEO of Disney, so that's so, I was, uh, so everybody's worried about that. I was trying to figure out wh- wh- why. He's one of the more he was a part of the old guard, the uh, more problematic ones, you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Like he doesn't. I'm hoping he's not as you know colonizistic as the the disney the first disney family you know fair enough as, fair enough right so we're, we're hoping we're hoping that he you know does it does it good and we're you know we're hoping for good things um of course in other news they first they've 
just um put a teaser out for I, I believe it's like a little small teaser but it's of the batman spinoff of the penguin um which will be is anybody go ahead. asking for this you know no but i'll take it because i didn't think i didn't think gotham was gonna be good and i went into it like three seasons when it three, season three started and um jesus god fish mooney who, what like i i fell in love with that show because of her and i just you know it, it's one of those shows that it was probably going to be like you didn't think that you would like it but then when you watch it you're like okay and it's not many shows that i get well i don't know maybe for me i don't get to many, see many shows with like starring villains and you don't get to see how a villain gets to where they get to and still and thrive i guess like that's always been one of those like shows or a good movie that I feel like would be a good premise. Like seeing how not just like it not just goes into like a superhero, then go into a villain, but it just goes directly into just a villain story of how they, you know. I won't judge it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know we. But uh, um, a little more DC news. Um, unless something ins crazy happens. Uh, Robert Patterson is your Batman going forward. Okay, I I don't know. It's I don't because they said I don't know what if it's I'm going hearing. The same it's universe. certainly looking that way because they okay. only four Batmans. That definitely tracks because um, yeah, that and universe. You know there's too many. I I you know what I do need to watch the Batman. I will make time. It is it is. I just got to make the time, and I could have did yeah. it yesterday, and I was just meh. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be in the mood. You got to be in the mood. You got to focus. Like it's one of those things you got to pay attention. Like it's one of those. Um, but the only last thing in news is um, is the Coven of Chaos. Um, they they've already they confirmed that Billy Kaplan will be in this um, in this show and that it will be starting in Westview from her life as like you know, Ooh. I guess stuck in there from when um, Wanda left her. Hmm? That's it. They haven't said. They haven't confirmed it. And I, I would doubt it. I would. I think eventually they might show him, but I think because it's a magic based show, they might, you know, hold off on showing him. Because you know, we, they haven't announced it yet. I'm pretty sure we're getting Young Avengers before Kang Dynasty. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure I believe that. We're getting Young Avengers before Kang Dynasty. Yeah, I think especially with those um those Avengers movies, I think we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get we need to get everybody because there's been a there's a tweet I'm gonna actually send you, but they um there's like conf um confirmations of like characters that they're gonna be showing into the uh, the multiversal movie that they're gonna have um for the Avengers, yeah. and there's a lot of people like from oh, the Fantastic oh, Four. Last Marvel news: Chris Helmsworth, he's ready to be done with Thor. Yeah, I it's saw that done. Like okay, so 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 this is what kind of led. I think this is what kind of led to it. He's doing he's doing this um, limitless show, mm -hmm. and they basically told him that you have the genes for Alzheimer's. No. Yeah, and it it, it 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 I like you can see the look on like there's the clip. You can see the look on his face. He's not in a great mm. place, and I think much respect to him. I love him as Thor. But he wants to spend more time with his family. Right. More power to that. you, dude. I definitely feel that. I you mean, I give love Thor, you. It's, look, it's going to make people mad, but give Thor a swan song. Or, right. I hate to say it, but. They, they should replace him. 
Yeah, I, I feel I like because he's he's a god. Like I'm sorry, yeah, he's he's going to be vital. I think going forward, like he's one of the only old guard I feel like can actually last through all, like through all, throughout all movies. If he want, if they wanted him uh, to, and make him like an Odin kind of character later on. He was done too. Um, uh, uh, Renner as Hawkeye. He said he's done. Oh yeah. We, I, I'll be okay. I, I think I'll sleep in the morning. I think I'll sleep at night. Um, uh, <laughs> I, no disrespect to this man. I just, I just will sleep at night. He, Kate Bishop is here, and we, we kind of got that next guard. They did make some update. They did say that there's updates on the Spider-Man movie that they're going to be making, or is it a show? They keep saying that there's going to be a too. show. They're saying that. Um, I know it's not, it's based it's not in the regular universe because Norman Osborn is black, and I'm mm-hmm. people are like oh, oh yeah looking forward to seeing those waves on TV. I'm like Jesus, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that is hilarious, and I want to see it now. And now, why did you tell me that? <laughs> now I want Norman Osborn to be black in the movies. I that need, makes so I need much it sense. just and, to and see Harry, the waves because the waves were no joke. These oh, waves look are official on points. Look, I've never seen a white man with the most freshest waves ever. Look, that look here, Harry Daddy. He he grew up in the hood. I like he he grew up with some uh, somebody who had Murray's on deck. Like I and I appreciate him. Man, just just he just he he sleeps with the do rag at night. Let's get like, on ready. He I got that like, velvet. I got the fresh rag. waves on point. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Look, he said, so, "Look, I'm for the so, tear these holes up out here." The gist of it is, there was there was a little worried about funding and stuff. I think okay. we're still getting the show. I uh, honestly, unless they say Marvel says directly, and this is the problem with some of the news. Sometimes we, unless Marvel confirms it directly, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we still get both. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting that into the universe. I'm manifesting. My, my big thing is I'm trying to manifest everything now. So I'm just gonna, I'm putting it into the ether now, and we're just gonna hope for the best. Um, another random thing that nobody, I just, I just need to get out there. People, when Strange World comes out, it's a Disney movie that's going to be coming out, starring, I believe, Gabriel Union, and a. a I need people to watch that. It's a very much, it looks like a great movie. It's about a, it's this interracial couple with a, a gay black son. And they're going out into like this strange kind of like, it's a literally a strange world. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a family movie. I believe that we will all love it. I feel like it's just not getting the shine that it deserves. I saw it on TikTok and um, I believe Straw Goofy had was talking what, uh, about it. What are the streaming services on? Um, it's going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, Ooh, it's going to be. Uh, I think it's a thing, Pixar. And then we're going right into our our oh yeah our meat and potatoes of the episode. Oh yeah. Oh um for for my lovely people sitting at Thanksgiving table eating, you know we do have more Marvel content coming out this week called the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So, you know, if your family, if once you get done and you want to go with your family to go see that, you know, watch that at in the house, in the living room when you get done eating, you know, let's just get the family together and watch uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. Remind me, I got to play something at the end of the episode because this is technically our Thanksgiving episode. Okay. Remind me, I, I'm going to pull it up. So, this week's episode, episode 10, we made it to 10, we're almost legal. 
Yes. <laughs> no, not really. The, we're, t- we're doing Scott Summers, Cyclops, easily the best X-Men. Fight me. I, I Literally, this is one of my top five favorite characters in Marvel. Unfortunately, that's why I'm here. Scott him. Summers, <laughs> <laughs> while great of a hero as he is, has done a fair share of screw-ups. You know. Today, I'm going to battle my co-host and try to defend some of these. I told him outright before we started recording. This one in particular. Listen. We'll get to it. I can't defend <laughs> this by any means of the stre- any no, stretch of did. imagination. You, you'll know when we get to it. All right. <laughs> take it away. All right, people. So today we are doing the consequences of Scott Summers, the pros and cons. We're going into the great stories, some of his pivotal moments. We're going to go into some storylines, some maybe some important storylines that you might want to read into. And we're just going to get into also some things that we might want to see from him later on down the line. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. It's gonna be very fun. Um for me at least. Um because I know how much my coworker uh, my, my co-host loves uh Scott Summers, but um I he is not let me say this up front before we get in give him a chance to get ready. Yeah, go Cyclops, ahead. You can defend him all you Cyclops want. Cyclops is that dude. He's not messing around. Like mm-hmm, listen, mm-hmm. I know people got love for Cap. People got love for Batman, Superman. Wonder Woman. Cyclops is a guy you would follow to hell and back with. I should have worn my Storm shirt today <laughs> for this exact Cyclops moment. Cyclops is not... <laughs> look, listen, it's it's a fictional character, yes. I'm going to point that out. But right. This is a guy that you would follow to hell with. All right, go ahead because I, the more you lead me to it, I'm gonna just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna defend he's gonna defend defend him. That's his man. He's gonna stick beside him, and it's okay. It's okay, and that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, but like my thing, I'm a I'm a Jean Grey, and you know a bit of a Madeline Pryor stand. So I, I defend those girls to the to their fullest. And my first reading of Scott Summers was New X Men, and um. If those who've read it have read it, you know what he know. You know what you know, and you know what he did, which we will get into. But I want to start before I get into those. I will say he is a great leader. He is one of, if not one of the greatest leaders of the X Men. He is one of the more uh, influential as well. He also great strategist. He's a good father now. Um, he he has his whole family under the same roof. You know, it's a it was a whole little domestic moment in the beginning of X Men. It, it was a nice it's a nice time for for Scott Summers and the Age of Krakoa. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're, let's let's just get into it. So, um, let's let's get into some of his great feats. Um, this man has done a lot of things as as a hero. As you know, which what are you, some of your favorite moments? Oh, okay. So right out of the gate. So there's there's two in particular that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. So this is early in uh, Chris Claremont's run. The X-Men are fighting Proteus for for, uh, Proteus is a um, I guess way to describe it is like a reality altering villain. He's Mm -hmm. got the X-Men on the ropes. They're demoralized. So Cyclops 
uh, is trying to get the X-Men back, uh, get their crap together. So he picks a fight with Wolverine. Wolverine picks a fight with Colossus. So mm-hmm. on and so forth. And then they realize what's happening. And they're all fight the, about the uh, fight Cyclops. Cyclops is like, oh, good. We mad? We angry? All right, let's go back to work. Let's, let's, let's finish this dude. Let's get back to work. The second one is during Avengers versus X-Men. The Avengers, to set, to kind of give you a setup, the Avengers are still down 198 mutants. They're about to be extinct. The Phoenix is on his way back, and and I'm my co uh, my coworker, my co-host is going to tell you what the Phoenix is. it out to. <laughs> the Phoenix is coming to Earth. There's a young woman named Hope from the future. Hope Summers, essentially Cyclops' uh, future kid. Do they actually explain that? Because grandkid. I, I remember... Okay. Um. Do you know they never go? In, they never express who her mother is. They just know that yeah, she's from our mom. Okay, okay. Right, we know she is from our present. That's all we really get okay, from it. Fair enough. But she looks just like Jean Grey. That's it, it's weird. We're, 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 that's all. <laughs> it's weird. So so anyway, so the Avengers know the Phoenix is coming. They know what the the last time what the Phoenix did. Uh, Captain America shows up. Captain America talks to Logan first, and he's like, "Hey, can we reason with Scott?" And so, I guess I'd have to say, Cyclops and Wolverine, they're not. They're not, they're beefing. They're not in a great place. So for Captain to go to Cyclops and be like, hey, I mean, to Wolverine and be like, hey, um, right. is, is uh, Scott going to be cool with us trying to take out the Phoenix? When Logan has Wolverine to be the voice of reason. is the voice of reason. You should right. to that man. Wolverine when Logan has to be the wo- voice for of the reason, violence, okay? what's, what's going on? He's not right. ultra violence. He's not about the, he, he's not about the games. When he tells you to leave this alone, Wolverine is an Avenger at this point. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, no matter what team he's on, is still an X-Man first. Period. Point blank. He's telling you to, he's not going to listen. You can try, but I'm going to tell you it's not going to end well. We cut to a later scene in the book. Captain America shows up. He's like, "Hey, we heard the uh, we heard the Phoenix is coming. What are we gonna do about it?" Respectfully, Cyclops like two things. One, you got a uh, a Hell Carrier with with Avengers on it, so you didn't come looking for peace. You came for a fight. Mm-hmm. two. Respectfully, get off my island. And then the next thing that follows is an optic class, a optic blast to Captain America because Cyclops is about that life. Oh, and my third one, and this is my last one. uh, And this is current in in Axe, Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals. Cyclops is about to get judged. (laughs) Walks up to him, walks up to the... uh, to the celestial, and he's like, "Listen, the only person who could judge me is my wife." It just walks away. He just just walks up to this big giant celestial killing god. It's like, you know what? 
listen, the only person who can judge me and my wife, and, and just for good measure, just bring my family, my 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 friends in, just to just to know that they're gonna roast me while I'm right. getting judged. You ain't judging me. Please get out of my face and just walk away. Right. Nobody can judge me more than my family back there. So we're good. So what about yours? Um, so I have quite a few actually, and which is surprising for me. When I told my first of all, let me let me say something. I told my uh one of my best friends that I was doing this, and they said, "Wait, I'm sorry, you're doing a Cyclops episode." He 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 knows how I feel. <laughs> he knows how I feel. He's like, "So you're doing a, a Cyclops episode, and you're just gonna and like and as I was giving them some of the stuff, I said, "He said, wow, you sound like you're for this man.'" I was like. Hold on, easy. Let's let's take it one step at a time. Let's just let's 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 go slow. Um, but um, I have a few. Um, and most of it, to be honest, was his all new X Men era. Um, for those who don't know what the all new X Men era is, it was um be it was when Scott Scott went through a bit of a radicalized time after Avengers versus X Men, and he went to jail for you know taking on the phoenix and doing a lot of stuff but um after he went there he got a little bit radicalized and beast saw the person that scott was becoming and he decided to bring the few the past original five x-men which of course as we know were cyclops beast gene iceman and angel and he brought them from the past and from that point they just like came to the future and they just like lived with them for like in the in the current for like it was years like i'm sorry yeah it was like uh, it was like a while but in those issues like you kind of see a different cyclops than you're used to you're used to seeing this guy who is literally kind of all about the x-men and beholden to them and you kind of see him become more of a kid and kind of see him get through those the all new x-men issues are a lot are really good but to be honest the thing that made me like him is the champions the champions uh with miss marvel nova hulkling i'm uh, not hulkling uh brawn now <laughs> but um with viv vision and everyone which a lot of people forget he is a founding member of the champions mm -hmm. and he was he there you kind of that was one of the only times you really get to see him not just be a mutant he is a kid and you get to see him be a superhero, but not just a mutant superhero. And though that's one of those things. Cause like in, cause even in the book, um, in one of those, they kind of expresses that like from a young, from this age, like I've always had to grow, I have had to grow up, grow up like really quick and be a team leader and be all these things. And I've never had a chance to just be Scott. And there's a it, issue where they like go out and like, they literally try to make Scott have fun. And it is a great issue. And you kind of see him like take a step back from not being a leader and just being a part of the team and being a cool kid. And which I loved about it. Um, one other thing, uh, one of the other ones I loved was. Ooh, um, the I love the uncanny. I mean, not the uncanny, the new X-Men run, of course. Um, it was a good depiction of him and Emma even though I have issues, I had issues with those, but I did like, I did like their dynamics. Um, I sometimes prefer, no, it's not sometimes I do prefer Emma with Scott, um, with Scott more than Jean with Scott, but we will definitely get into that as well. Um, just couldn't help yourself. Could you? Yeah. You know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, help yourself, could you? It's, it's right there. 
you know, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so another one which I will absolutely love, I absolutely love to the uh, one of my favorite X Men storylines of all time, um, is Age of X. It's an arc where, and uh, it's an arc where all these Legion is basically going kind of through this little crisis and ruth is like the the blindfold is the manifest is like the biggest like plot point of it she has these visions that something bad is going to happen and she keeps trying to tell everybody but nobody wants to believe her and then legion has a kind of a psychotic break or something and he creates another world where mutants are like the, the forefront and they're they're like kind of the main kind of thing they have their own island um but they're constantly under attack and it's kind of so they don't get distracted and so they won't realize they're in a different world but in this world uh cyclops is in this he gets captured by these uh by these humans and they basically use him to unalive and kill other mutants so they like take they literally take off his eyelids so he will constantly always be doing beams but like he's ends up being rescued by the X-Men and they end up taking him in and he ends up become taking the name of Basilisk, uh, which is the name that they give him. And yeah, he has like this awesome little um, kind of Basilisk uh, uh, mask, which is pretty dope. You will actually like it. But in this, he's uh, married to Frenzy and Joanna Cargill. If you guys don't remember her, she is from the Acolytes, uh, Magneto's Acolytes from back in the day. And she is now the ambassador extraordinaire of uh, of Soul and of Araco. Um, but she, but yeah, they are married in that, and it's very, very, very well. And it's even it's canonic as well because Joanna Cargill and I believe Sword Number Four uh, re- refers to him. She says she's fighting a venom, not a venom, a null possessed cable and she said and he says her i'm going to beat you with your own i'm going to beat your children and i'm going to beat you with your children and she says to him the only man i ever loved is um he said if that were true um he said if the only man the only man i ever loved loved me you would be my stepson so i guess this is a win for you and like she continues to beat cable with his robotic arm it's 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 quite hilarious and it's amazing (laughs) but it's um it's honestly one of the greatest um stories with him well it's kind of a tragic story of him but you kind of see him and frenzy in this like beautiful kind of relationship where like she's she's the only one there's a point where she she asks him to take off his mask and she says you don't have to um, wear your mask with me because she's strong enough and she's invulnerable to where she can't she it doesn't affect her the for um her for his force blast and she kind of like gets a a rush out of it like it kind of turns her on at some point it's weird but um but yeah it's a nice it's a nice story i think you'll actually love it like the people even like all the other characters in it it's a um the they don't have any psychics in it they make he makes sure to not put any psychics in it so like they can't figure it out but like rogue and all those other storylines oh and storm and namor are married in that which yeah they are married in it and they are together and when you see i know that face i know that face but he's making a face right now people which is like what the f but if you see them together you'll be like i get it because and when you see that you're like oh my god black panther and namor are kind of the same are kind of actually the same and you i i know you'll i want you to read that that's going to be a project i'm giving him are we yeah. getting a Storm and a Magneto relationship? 
I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so because bad. If they give this the look in the book now. Okay. Look, X-Men Red has been a very intimate moment for them, people. Um I just I need to get caught up on. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay street level Marvel as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It's getting harder every week. <laughs> oh yeah. My poor wallet hurts. All right. What? So a little Wait. beginning on Scott. Scott Summer's story is kind of tragic. Um Scott has a father named Corsair. I think yeah, Corsair. Corsair. And I forget the wife's name. Kate. Catherine. Catherine Summers. Yeah, Catherine Summers. They were on a plane. The plane gets shot down by the Shi'ar. You don't know that mm-hmm. at the time. So right. um, Scott and his brother Alex, um, I guess they uh, their dad pushes them off the plane. Uh, and then um, they grow up separately and uh, they grow up in different um in different homes, Havoc is adopted by one family, Scott gets adopted by other. But as you learn, Mr. Sinister is Scott's reverse flash? Yes! Oh my god, why'd you have to put it like that? Because now I can only see I would, that. So, so, to get, to, so the best way to I, would, I didn't realize it till the podcast I was listening to. Oh I said it. This, Mr. Sinister has been my mind is scott's reverse flash been messing with that man since day one and okay that's uh, just put a pin on that my poor car host i think i took him out you I did I, took him out. I i just I had a like when out. i tell you my mind is like my mind is like it's it's fucked guys like it that just that just blew my mind like i i'm just like oh my god and i literally thought back oh my god he's been literally like grooming him since the orphanage. Yes, he is his reverse flash. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I'm 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 definitely using that. So yeah. you, I um, so that's his bit of his early life. So then um, I'll let I'll let Aaron take it from here. Um yeah, so with him he kind of he kind of doesn't. I don't believe he gets adopted, does he? Um he kind of has. No. Oh so oh so so little little more reverse flash moment. Cyclops is trying to get adopted. Yes, I was Mr. just going to bring it up. Yes. Mr. Sinister is killing every parent, every, every couple, not, not parent, but every couple that wants to adopt Cyclops. It's. If that's not some reverse flash shit, okay. I'm trying not to cuss now, but that's not some reverse flash shit. Right. This, <laughs> this this and this episode warrants some cursing. The reference from just watch the Flash season one, the TV show. <laughs> right. Just just you'll just get know it. what you're getting into. Go the ahead. Girls will get it. We'll get it. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's uh, okay. So Cyclops, he kind of he doesn't really get adopted until Xavier takes him. I think. Um. And yes. then that's so when he becomes I think, uh, before even before Xavier. Adopts him. Cyclops does meet a, a, a parent of sort. Yeah, he, and he uh, he uh, just, he delves into little villainy, but Cyclops realizes he wants to yeah. be a good guy. I forgot he about wants that. Wants to be a good guy more, and then that's when you get Charles Xavier adopted. Mm-hmm. And it's always like a, it's always one of those things um, with him and Gene, like who came first, who came first, and canonically, 
though Gene was his first real person that he went to talk to when he um, helped her, he when he got his school, then he was uh, Scott was technically his first student. So I'm gonna I'm gonna there's a side note. Oh yeah, because go ahead. they kind of changed it. Oh, did they? legitimately they said it was Storm. Oh yeah, because he met um he met her when she was um when she was like six or something. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, but I I don't know because like they um because like she remember Jean didn't um Jean got her power like when she was like six after her. No, well I I guess I should say the professor was going to recruit storm first yes oh my god i remember okay i you said okay i remember there was one he said um i was going to recruit her and then something happened um um and i believe it was with the shadow king right and then um that's when he was like i was going to i regret not getting her or something like that um but yeah um with them like he of course we see him in his adventures of the x-men um in the beginning and the x-men really of course didn't as we all know didn't take off until the all new all different x-men with storm and cyclops and everybody but they have some issue they they still have it's a still a pretty good um comic though but they go through their him and gene go through their whole will they won't they thing throughout all of um all of the beginning of their x-men and they really don't will they <laughs> until they get to all new all different um and uncanny uh to be more specific but with that we get this uh we get this guy which ooh, which one do we want to which one do we want to get into are we going to get into the him and storm or him and the cyclops or wolverine no let's get into the wolverine of it all mm-hmm. which wolverine was basically a foil of all, it was me- it was meant to be put on there just as a foil for Cyclops, to be honest. And when you need a opposition to him, that's kind of the person you go to until it's Storm. But their relationship is kind of tumultuous to where they they clash at all these bigger points where Cyclops won't kill. You know, Wolverine doesn't have those qualms, and now they're kind of both a a fifty fifty. They 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 do it when necessary now, so it's a it's a good toss up. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, what? Um, I lost my train of thought because the garage went <laughs> off. Uh, so Cyclops and Wolverine, you, you could almost say brothers, almost, but you could, but, but not really. It's a, it's a tension there, but but it's weird now. Like in the current stuff, I was going to bring it up. Thank you. They're, they're, I guess the easiest way is a was a, is a uh, poly polyamorous. Um, polyamorous. That was one of the good things. That was where, one of the pros and, I was putting for Cyclops as well. <laughs> so, mommy and Cyclops, I, yeah, him and Wolverine are in a relationship, right? Question mark. <laughs> Right, it, it, but you it's know, hysterically funny. It's, there it, is comedy that comes out. There's literally a scene where Scott and Wolverine are just chilling on the moon. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh by the way, God, I said the whole house on the moon, just yes. just overlooking Earth. So him and him and Logan are just they live together, right? And Gene like, hey, lives in the middle. By the way, sorry, do you I had to go put to that Chandelier for the weekend. He's like, yeah, With Scott and Speedo, Genie in a bikini. Yes, I'm like, what the fuck? Is and mind you, 
he's asking to do this with the kids as well. He said, me and Gene are going with the kids to Chandelier at the beaches. Do you want to come with us? Like, the kids are just cool. Like, I would love to be Rachel's friend just to be like, what's going on in that house, babe? What, what's what's happening here? Like, like, because if you see the, the floor plan of there, for those who haven't seen it, the floor plan of it is Gene lives on the right side. Scott, li- I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Gene lives in the middle. Scott's on the right side and Wolverine is on the left side. And it is just this dynamic where, first and foremost, has this has never ever been done in any kind of comics ever especially with a pro a very prominent uh couple because when you think of marvel couples like if you're not thinking reed and soup you're thinking you're right you're thinking gene and scott exactly and i'm like yeah that's the that's the i'm like and the fact that they've modernized their relationship to the point where they are polyamorous and like Scott has Scott and Emma still mess around as well, which um, she talks about in Immortal X Men while she's getting ready for Hellfire. She's like, um, "I asked Scott to be, I asked Scott to uh, that I, w- I told Scott that I want to be alone tonight." And I'm like, "Okay, so we're so we're all just in this little in this little mixing pot. That's what's up. I love I love so, this. So just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. what do we call this relationship? Because we're not polyg at this point." It's it's a little it's a little bit polyamorous. It's a, it's an open relationship, I would say. I, I feel like it's a polyamorous relationship because they have a they have a certain parameter. Like I feel like it's with the certain people because they're because I don't know if you remember the moment in X of Swords where when Wolverine and uh, Aurora are getting drunk and they and he starts flirting with her and she's like, "What do you?" Say? I, I say, like, uh, "You better stop." What do I say? What do you say to Gene? And I'm like, "Okay." Hey, what is going on? And I was like, so we have to, okay, so there this? is something we need to point out. I'm pretty sure the X-Men, it is. The X-Men is is a sitcom that everybody has messed around. And yeah. now we're slowly getting into the adult stuff. Right, exactly. X-Men is very much I, one of those heroes that teams that have literally grown with you. Like, because it is one of those. At, at the Avengers Mansion, I tell you that much. <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie, when you think of it, the Avengers have also messed around quite a bit, especially with Carol Danvers. Just Tony Stark. Tony Stark and and, and She-Hulk. Look, those, those are the Mavericks. Those are the Mavericks of, <laughs> of Avengers. Um, look, and, and I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the X-Men are very much... Everyone has messed around, has done something one time or another, except surprisingly, Gene, I mean, Gene and Scott, um, Gene and, not Gene, Storm and Cyclops, like, there's a, there's one issue in X-Men with, when he, in Utopia-ish era, where, like, he fantasizes about, like, kissing her, and I'm like, oh, this is, right, and then, like, Emma reads his thoughts and she's like, and she sees it, and she, but he's like being like coerced into it, like they're under some kind of like illusion or whatever. But I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. And yeah, random fact about him that a lot of people don't know: Scott Summers dated Colleen Wing. 
during those times when Why? Gene was dead. Because they were best friends and Gene was going to fashion school. No, um, Gene, no, it was at the point, uh, Gene di- um, was apparently dead. Um, um, it was when the they got separated from Beast. Um, when no, Gene Beast was, and Gene... Gene was alive. No, I'm no, I I literally read it um like last month or so. Um, so okay. yeah, Gene was alive. She, you're right, okay. she is alive. So um, what happened was Gene and um Beast get separated from the other X Men, and both sides think the other is dead. So yeah. um, but like Scott feels bad because, and the whole time Scott feels bad because he doesn't feel that she's dead in his heart. But like he decides he has to move on. So like calling then he decides to like go um on a mission, and that's where like he um sees Sunfire again. And you see Colleen, which I um, and that's when Colleen comes in because she's like the prime minister's uh, um, niece. And then they start dating, and it's a it's a it's a cute little relationship, honestly. And then it of course fizzles out when Gene comes back. <laughs> yeah, because it's right before Jar- the Phoenix Saga. Right, right. Um, and now- this is where things get bad for our boy. Yeah, because. You burying your first love. You literally have to take her out. Right. Make of that what you will. Then your love comes back as a um, darker force right. of nature. You know, <laughs> thinking about maybe destroying a world with 13 billion people. Right. And then come to find <laughs> out. The, the when they and it's also canonic as well that the first time Gene and um Gene and Scott have sex, it's not really Gene that's that it is. It's the Phoenix. And that's also one of the things that he has cheated out of. Look, let, let me tell you something. Gene takes the most L's out of that relationship in and I'm we're gonna and we're about to get into that right now. So <clears throat> let me tell you, because she she lost the first the title of first wife. She lost yeah. the title of first mom, being the mother of his kids. Like she lost everything. Like, cause Maddie, took, Maddie's taking a lot from her, but she's also got to tell people who Maddie is. So, oh, you know I will. So, um, we are about to get into the Jean Gray, Scott Summers, and Madeline Pryor of it all. So, Madeline Pryor is. Uh, seemingly a airplane um, is an airplane pilot who comes and works for her um, for his his grandparents um, at their airplane airplane air, I'm sorry their plane whatever so um, but she looks exactly like Jean. Come to find out, Sinister uh, Mister Sinister created a clone of Jean Grey, and he placed her in this scenario to fall in love with Scott and to you know basically so they can have a baby and you know. And and you know so we can have this their genetic code. Now, J- Madeline, him and Madeline have a good long time together. It is after Jean has died in Dark Phoenix sagas, and um, she is long gone. And this is also when Chris Claremont decides that he wants to send. Uh, he wants to put Cyclops off into another era and have him like retire. So with this, like he they kind of marry him off, and he has a kid, but then they decide that uh, they want to bring Scott back into the superheroing business. And it's also, they also want to bring Jean Grey back and Chris Claremont also didn't want that. So that's also, yeah. that's one of the big reasons why he left, uh, left that, that comic because they wanted to bring her back. Cause the big thing about it was um, for a lot, a lot of people don't know about that X factor was supposed to be where Jean Grey came back and they all, the original five came for the, as the X factor, it was actually supposed to be, 
the one of it was supposed to be Dazzler. She was supposed to be where Jean was. And then their sec, but their, his original thought was supposed to be Jean Grey's sister. And it was going to be Sarah Grey. And her power was supposed to be the ability of like um, Fabian Cortez. She's going to, she was able to amplify other people's powers um, around her. And like, it was kind of that kind of power up. And, but they never got a chance to really go through that. So, and I, I kind of hope that they, like, are able to, like, maybe bring her back out of Resurrection Protocol. They see that she's in the protocol. They, they see she's in the queue, maybe. Knock on wood. We're manifesting more grays in the universe because that little slaughter they did, with the Shayar did, is kind of unacceptable. So, real quick, the Shihar mm-hmm. have never really paid for what they've done. Okay, thank you. We need to definitely talk about that. Um, they de- they genocide. For those who don't know, they genocided the whole gray, cl- the whole gray line because they were scared that the phoenix might come back and take over one of them and rachel is the sole surviving member at that point um it is and it is literally rachel's first moment um first time meeting her whole family meeting the gray side of her family well meeting any of her family honestly um, and she watches them die within minutes yeah with the summers family um a couple things if you're getting a little confused time travel's a thing um an alternate universe is to exist <laughs> the multiverse is a thing okay there is a lot of summer's kids gray kids running around um the first one being rachel gray summers madeline Pryor. yeah I, so let's I, get into this because i have okay so Madeline and uh, Madeline and Scott finally get married, and they are living with her, his grandparents in Alaska, I believe. And they are running their help, running their uh, company, their airplane company. So it is in Uncanny X Men two hundred and to two hundred one where she gives birth. Um, it is, and it's also, I believe, in the X Men and Unca- on the X Men and Alpha Flight issue. Uh, crossover where she finds out that she's pregnant and it's also an Asgardian episode where she gets powers it's, a, it's actually a cute little issue for those who haven't read it but um it starts off it already her their relationship literally starts off kind of wrong as soon as she gets pregnant um because in uncanny x-men 200 to 201 she gives birth and she has to give birth alone now with this like and it's because he decides that he wants to go back to superheroing so like there's a moment in 206 where he um where she basically decides he wants to go back to it and he that's when he fights storm in their legendary fight where she doesn't have any powers um and he she she's defeated and that's when he decides oh i have no choice kind of so let's be real he only left because he had to <laughs> because he couldn't be leader and he's like well he's like i want to no Storm had no powers at this point. Yes, exactly. Got his ass, poor Scott. But right, he got that ass waxed. Got I'm his sorry. ass handed to him. But anyway, what? continue. Right, uh, right. So, like, yeah, with this, like, literally, it's it's it was giving, like, you. I tagged you. I don't want to play anymore. And like, cause literally, like, as soon as he um he lost, he decides that he's going to be a father and he's going to live with Madeline and they live happily ever after. Now. Let's go to let's skip on to um I believe it's ooh, I'm not sure which um which issue I know it's in, in between that, but there's an issue in Uncanny X-Men where Storm, I mean where Madeline literally tells him 
if you leave, um, he tells her he wants to go back to superheroing, but she expresses that I've given up a lot of things so we can have this family together. I've also given up being a pilot so we could be together. So it's at a point where they Dude, literally you're forgetting what Jean comes back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you are definitely right about that. So, but she doesn't. So here's the thing. Yeah, she doesn't come back in a uh, in a X Men book. Right. She comes back in a Fantastic That's Four. Book. Four. Right. She's been buried in the Long Island Sound for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Scott slept with the actual Phoenix. <laughs> Make of that what you will. I mean, listen, Lord of mercy, if you're sleeping with a fiery God, right? you're not dead yet, more power to you. Right. I'm glad they kind of fixed it now to where they like, even Jean's like, it was me, but it wasn't me. I don't know. Like, I kind of love how they kind of mix that in now where it's like a joke where it's, it so, is her, but it's not her. This is the part where I, I see where Scott's coming from, but I can't exactly defend it. Mm-hmm. If your first love that you essentially put down yeah. comes back to life mm-hmm. and you're a family man oh you know what here's my defense he tried to go back home yes and all of his boys was like nah nah it'll be good it'll be good there Friends is a- ain't shit sometimes there is a moment um where he does try to go um go back to her um but literally before he even gets a chance to reconcile that like it it kind of jumps into mr sinister taking on madeline and like telling her about her past and then it goes then we go right into inferno so like they never have a chance to really reconcile that and that's also one of the issues that i have with scott um with scott well i guess with the writers of him because they never give him a chance to reconcile that with Madeline. Um, there's even an issue which uh, people, if you're listening, if you hear that, if you if you hear this and you know what this is, let me know. Um, there's a issue. There's a issue where it's literally spotlighted around Cable. It happened like I believe a few years before this Krakoan Arrow, but it's an issue where um, I best Cable is a kid. Um, Cable has photographic memory, I guess, so he's recalling like his memory, his like beginning to end um, to his current like life. So. He talks about how um, me, my mom, and my dad were happy, and then he goes into, then my dad left me and my mom, and then it was just us. And then and then he says, um, then I got sick, and my mom, uh, my dad had to let me go and had to send me to the future. And, like, it literally goes into that, and it's like a, it is kind of a powerful story of acknowledging, like, yeah, my dad left me and my mom like here to fend for ourselves while he want, went to be a superhero and be with his other girlfriend. But yeah, that back to what we were talking about. Um, he did end up. He ends up. Um, Jean Grey ends up coming back, and they end up the in original five. Uh, Scott, Jean, Beast, Angel, and Iceman decide that they're going to do a start X Factor, which X Factor is. Also, I'm reading, I'm listening to a podcast, the Rebrocast, which they also open my eyes to it as well. Their um, X Factor is a problematic um, team. They're basically an X um, team going around getting X Men. They're going around disguised as superheroed humans, and they're going um, and they're going to incarcerate quote unquote uh, mutants who are who are using their powers out in the world and abusing them or whatever. 
But in actuality, they're taking these mutants and they're reforming them and teaching them how to use their powers un- un- under that disguise. But it's only, but in actuality, it's causing more issue. It's causing more hate than you realize that Cameron Hodges um, is behind all this. And he's literally the one who gave them the idea to do this. But, um, and that's where you get like Boom Boom and Richter and all those other characters. I didn't realize that's where they came from. Like I, I yeah, I didn't know that's what they came from actually until I started um reading those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they and come back everybody's fan favorite villain. You get apocalypse. Yeah, that is where he comes in. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh my god, that is so that is so damn true. Um, <laughs> um but there is a moment, um, actually, and I wrote it down. Um, yeah, there is a moment where um Maddie is watching TV and yeah, she's watching TV and she see um and she's pregnant. This is all why she's pregnant. She and mm-hmm. he this is after he and wait, I do need to backtrack. I'm sorry. There were um he did when Maddie told there was a point where like when we go back to Maddie saying if you do if you go back to super superheroing, I don't want you to ever come back. And he literally said, Okay, bet. And like left. And that's why and that's the last time they really get to have that conversation. And like the next time she sees him is an uncanny X-Men again, where when the X-Men have taken Madeline in and basically are raising his family, <laughs> like Storm basically took on leadership and it, as father, as the father and husband of this child. <laughs> so there, um, she, but she plays like a kind of like the tech of their team. And she decides that um, she's like helping fix the TVs. And while she's fixing the TV, she sees on the camp, on the tv on live television that is scott and she's like oh he's alive because there was a point where she thought he died and not only was she die- he died he was with some woman and she was like that woman looks really really familiar and she was like oh my god that's jean gray she's like that's jean gray she's like she looks really f-. she's like how can i forget that face she has my face and like she punches the screen and like break shatters the whole monitor. Like and it's the and it's the danger room screen, like not just like a regular TV, it's the big the wall CV. So that's how you know the anger that it took. <laughs> but like she sees that and that's what sends her into the spiral. And then that's when cable um that's when cable goes missing as a baby, and then she gets tricked into um she has a nightmare and the demon sim basically tricks her into selling her soul to um to help her child but in actuality she just becomes the goblin queen and so that's during inferno inferno yes thank you the first inferno people not the, the inferno. current inferno but the the, the side note you want to learn here is you learn how madeline came to be yeah Madeline is a clone of Jean Grey, created by, wait for it, Mr. Sinister. When I tell you again that Mr. Sinister is the reverse flash for Cyclops, (laughs) and Cyclops learned this stuff, it don't end well. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like his first kill? Huh? Isn't that like his first kill? Mm-hmm. He Mm -hmm. just... Cyclops is pissed. He didn't give it. <laughs> and now I got. I need to go read Inferno again. I do. I was just going to say that. As much as I love, um, I love like the aspects of Inferno, and I love Madeline Pryor. I've never sat down and read the whole of Inferno, and I'm going to. And I'm. Tr- and the only reason I haven't is because 
I'm like I'm now reading like all of I'm trying to read all of X-Men, which is a big feat. I know people but I am trying from the beginning and I'm doing um Uncanny X-Men. I'm I started New Mutants and I'm in X Factor. Uh so I'm trying to get to that point, but um I would like to read that whole entirety cuz mm-hmm. I know that is one of the pivotal moments and if we chop it all down, that really started because of Scott Summers. <laughs> After he left that child, I, look, t- look. Let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. Okay, so I can't defend the fact that uh, a man left his child. Of course, can't defend that because it's wrong. I still can't defend it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's not his best. Not to mention, your 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 lady your former lady was a uh, was a telepath uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh oh it gets worse oh Scott yeah it's on x factor right mm-hmm. doesn't tell gene that he has a wife oh my god kid. how could i forgotten yes you're right go ahead sorry tell him. He, he's all flirting with her yaddy yaddy <laughs> Man got a whole ass family at home doesn't tell her you, anything i know i was trying to tell my wife this and my wife just looks at me. If you did that to me, I would kill you. Right? Like, how do you explain this? Exactly. Like, <laughs> bro, and that was my thing. Like, it. he literally didn't tell her he had a wife and kid. Like, how do you do that? Like, and, and like, and they, they spent, like, and it's not like they were, like, together for, like, a week or so. They were together for, like, months with, uh, along with, like, them just, like, reacquaint each other with each other and, like, him flirting with her y'all are you are married bro like you have a whole family you just like literally said i, I literally went to go get a pack and smokes so, and like never came back that's literally what happened like yeah, you went to get that carton of milk going for milk never came back that's it exactly he went to get a carton of milk and never came back now there is somebody now somebody humanized scott summers for me and you know that is a hard task to do for me um and it is an issue. Um, it is a episode of Cerebrocast number six, which I do want you to listen to. Um, it features Jay, um, I believe, from Jay and Miles Explain Comics. Um, he is also as much, if not a a diehard Cyclops fan as you are, if not more. Um, he also wrote this um, snapshot um, issue of him. But he, um, in his issue, he says that, uh, well, in his um, episode, he talks about how he, as a kid, saw Cyclops as on the spectrum a little bit, like, or a little bit autistic in the fact that, on the fact of how he takes things so literal and how he, like, approaches certain things. Because, and if I, mean, I swear to you, as soon as you hear, you, you'll listen, I got chills listening to because I was like, oh my God. Because, like, it is, and the prime example he gave was the Madeline telling him to, leave and not never come back because he says as a, a person on the spectrum and, and um as jb and autistic he's like especially knowing that you're the one who excuse my french fucked up in this situation uh you you when somebody that you love and respect and you've messed up their boundaries has told you do not come back to me i don't want to ever talk to you i don't if you do this do not come back and they hear that you don't you take that literally and you don't come back and then it's not until months later, and it's also while all these things are going on with him, like it was also that through the apocalypse stuff with um with Angel. So like while all this is going on, like you don't really get a chance. He doesn't really get a chance to sit down with those feelings and like process it. And also his 
lack of um, feeling processy is also one of those things that's indicative. I was like, maybe. Uh, I got to that episode because I feel like it would make sense. It does, look, bro, I promise you, like, it was, like, it starts in, like, I think, like, 14 minutes in, like, where they start, um, where he's, like, explains it, and he also has a, um, and Jay from, um, Miles and Jay's Explains, he also has a, um, a, a report thing he did, um, on, it's called Ruby Quartz Panic Room, where he talks about, like, the, his comparisons to Cyclops and not neurodivergence, but, um, He's talking about like how, and he also does a big thing about him where he defends him very well, which you will love. Um, he talks about how a lot of people do for Scott. Um, a lot of times when Scott is the person being going um going up against somebody or being like told this is wrong, it's usually at the detriment of Scott, and it's kind of so we can see the point of view of the other character instead of from scott's and that's kind of also streaming to why we see him as a cop kind of and i was like oh my god kind of because like every scenario is kind of so we can see from this person points to be point of view and like there's also like not being able to get the subtext of somebody um of conversations like especially with somebody that you love and you have a rapport with like it's kind of those things like some of the things you say when you when especially when you're talking to scott you kind of see like Huh? You, you see that he's not really getting it, and you you see that he's kind of just like, oh. We had to take an interlude this time, and now we're back to make you shine. We're talking about Cyclops all day, and that's how we're gonna play. Welcome to Life Rants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so where were we? Um. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Cyclops and his uh possible not neurodivergence. Which, if so, that would give that character a lot more gravitas. But um, yeah. Like in there, they were talking about that. Um, about how he like is not able to read certain social cues from like people that he like claims to love, like people he loves, like in cherishes because even with gene like he doesn't pick up on certain things and certain subtext so i'm like oh my god reading this like he literally might be autistic and i'm like okay i can i was like i can get it like even if like even if like only a little bit like on, on the spectrum and i'm like because no one really takes the time and like because there are a lot of times where they argue where you're just thinking like wait this seems like a miscommunication and like and like it seems like if y'all just like talk this out a little bit more y'all might y'all might actually find a resolution to this like but they never so, really get into that mike are you are we saying that art what mine is a little slow it's, it's, a, it's a little bit just 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 a, he just gotta overthink and I it feel like that makes <laughs> sense. right i saw your face as i said it and i was like oh yeah he sees it too <laughs> I just Oh, and you know what? It doesn't change. It my doesn't. Love for him if anything, and it on, if honestly made me respect him more because I'm like he he has this, and he still finds a way to be the great a great leader, a great a strategist, and like he like and if anything, and at and at best, at worst, he's like socially awkward. You know what I mean? He's like very kind of socially mm-hmm. adept, um, inept at with certain people, um, especially like you know growing up with his with that brain injury and not being able to and not really having a socialized like being able to socialize as a kid like i, I would totally get it like it, it just once they heard that i was like oh my god it just 
that just makes sense, bro. Like, cause yeah, but when you read that, when you listen to that Cerebrocast episode, um, it's two hours of, of greatness. And I was just like, okay. Before we hang up, you have to text to me. Oh yeah, I, I got you. You already know I will. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah, like when I tell you, like he, it's kind of like the same amount because the dude who does Cerebrocast, Connor, he's also a Maddie Gray stand, and that's his main reason for not liking him. And for another reason, which we are about to get into right now. <laughs> All right, let's go. So, let's just just do this. So, my first entrance, I'm going to start by saying my first entrance, as as you guys know who've been listening to it, is my first interest in X-Men was New X-Men. 2004, um, well, 2000s Grant Grant Morrison's run. Their run was amazing. Um, It gave all of... it gave all these characters an actual personality that was different and kind of definitive, definitively theirs. Um, it gave Scott, it gave, I'm sorry, it gave Jean her own. It, it was one of the first times for me that I saw Jean as not just Scott's wi- wife or as someone's, as just like someone she who became thinks. Wolverine's girl. Thank you. Right. Right. Or somebody Wolverine that Wolverine pains o- pines over. I'm gonna just bag this redhead on a regular basis. R- literally. And like I remember the cover where Wolverine is half naked mm-hmm. and Jean is laying on top. Mm-hmm. And my mom thought I was reading porn. It's so it's soft comics, mom. <laughs> it's comics, mom. Get it together. Jeez. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are some. I know in real life she would have punched me in my face and then I would have said those words. Right. There was some. There's actually an issue. I'm going to send you a picture of it. Um, there's a very, how do I put it, homoerotic um issue of Wolver- uh, issue of Wolverine where like Kurt is naked and he's standing in front of Wolverine and I'm like, what, what, what's hap- What's happening here? Like, I'm like, what, what's going on? He's about to get the. <laughs> He's about to find out why we're about to find out why he where he really how, calls him. And that's how we know Antonio's getting comfortable on his own <laughs> podcast. Let the innuendos fly. We look, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> look, and it's uh, it's really like we're about to find we're about to find out why he calls him the blue furry devil. And uh <laughs> 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 But like it's it's hilarious. Yeah, you better, you better. Please do, please do. I want you to please <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh man. But um yeah, it's a... so we're we are talking about Emma. Yeah, we yeah, we're talking about Emma. <laughs> so I will make an argument that say that I will say this is Scott's legit adult relationship. Yes. Completely. Is it perfect? Not at all. No, no not at all. They, no, they they start off very toxic. Because, it's a very toxic cause, start. Because because Emma kicked in the door, looked at Scott, and said, "You my man." Now. Okay, that's it. And as a as a former homeworker, I can only appreciate it. But um, as someone who stands for Jean Grey, don't you ever. I stand ten toes on the ground about that one. <laughs> but like, it was that's one of the, here's the thing. yeah. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Jean is a... F- I don't describe it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, she is an Omega level telepath. Same. And your first... Thank you. 
rendezvous is that part is to cheat with another telepath blonde telepath thank you thank you how are you still standing thank you that's my that's my thing and wolverine's in the cut just laughing at you real real talk like first and foremost so let's get into i do want to talk about the emma frost of it all so emma frost this is the, one okay, of the okay. first times a little setup because i did i remember reading this yeah. a little setup so scott and gene okay so they're married now yes so we are they they got married sometime i guess after the whole craziness that was madeline they did get married they right we all out. see the 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 famed uh so something horrible happens to scott Scott is changed by apocalypse. They save Scott eventually, but those scars are there. Yeah. And to be more adult, Scott and Gene are not touching each other, which leads right. to this craziness. Exactly. And Scott won't tell Gene what's going on. He is not in a great place. Right. All right, you got it. Yeah, exactly. So it is exactly like you said, Antonio. So yeah, it's kind of stemming from I believe the X Men. The I believe it's just the single singular X Men um comics. Um, but he um yeah after he gets possessed by Apocalypse, he's really messed up and like he's still getting over certain things and he feels like he's not fully himself and it does cause the fact this is a more a very much an adult book for the um for the X Men because you see them actually go through real life actual problems. Um, and especially in the fact that they're going through this intimacy issue and Cyclops goes to, I'm, I'm sorry, I do need to talk about Emma um, before we get into this, um, before we get into it, because this is um, the first time we're seeing Emma as a actual hero and just uh, an actual, and a student, an actual teacher. We've seen her as a teacher in Generation X, but now we get to see her as like a forefront and she's literally running the school with Jean Scott and emma i mean in what and with her um while professor is out doing other stuff so well no is this during genosha time i think he's helping um magneto um this is right before the unaliving of eight million yep mm -hmm. exactly right before yeah exactly literally right before and right so before. um what ends up happening no I, wait 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 I think this is after that. I think this happens after that because she comes to the school after. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. You're right. It's after this, it's and after. yeah, this is when we first. The, yeah, because Emma Frost is one of the first people we get to see a noticeable and on pay on panel uh, secondary mutation, and that which is her diamond form. With the diamond right, form. and yeah, I yeah, and yeah. that's one of the things, and she's also. I think that's also why I loved her because she's also one of the prime examples why I love the X Men. Um, the X Men. The reason I love them and why they are such relatable and I feel like they stand the test of time because their powers, even though some of them are OP, they have caps. Like, there are certain caps that they don't have. Um, like, as far as with, like, for example, Emma, she has a diamond form, but she cannot use her telepathy in that diamond form. You know what I mean? So, like, we get to see those, like, moments where she is... Well, we get to see those vulnerable moments, and that's why, like, I love hero powers that have like caps and have. We had a minor snafu, beautiful people of the internet, but in that snafu, some brave person—hopefully, you won't get shot by Kevin Feige. What? Hopefully, you won't get shot by Kevin Feige. Just leaked all of the Marvel movies for the next three phases. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna get back to Cyclops. We just have a minor <gasps> snafu. 
I just saw some of the names on it. I got excited. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm going through the list. I'm going through the list. Do it. Do it. Okay. 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 Phase five. As you know, Quantum Mania, Ant Man and the Wasp, Secret Invasion in March. Okay. Guardian of the Galaxy in May. Loki season two. That makes sense. That tracks. July is Echo. July 2023 is the Marvels. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, Miss Marvel. X-Men 97 is next year? Yep. I thought and we we're ready. To... Okay, no, it's next year. So, okay, so October. Uh, we're in October 2023. Man-Thing is a special. Wait, I'm sorry. Is the, is when is when Did they say when X-Men is coming out? September. <gasps> what? I'm going to forget about it by then. I just... It believe me, it's not that far off. Okay, uh, Ironheart, her series drops in uh, October. January twenty twenty four is Agatha Coven of Chaos. March twenty twenty four is Daredevil. Okay, I can May twenty twenty four. This tracks Captain America: New World Order. July. Wait a minute, a month apart? No, no, two months. July twenty twenty four is the Thunderbolts. Okay. Yeah, I figured those would be right by each other. 2024, what if season three? Damn, 2024, though. Ooh, that's long. That's not far off, pal. It's that's, not. That it's is. It's not far off. It's not. For it's animation? Guaranteed. Animation takes a year and a half, minimum. Because <sighs> you remember the lead for uh, Young Justice. Yeah. Okay, do the list because we're not done. September 2024 is Blade. Phase five, fall 2024, Wonder Man, October, Marvel Zombies, October 24, Ghost Rider Special, fall 2024, Spider-Man Freshman Year, that's animated, November 2024, Deadpool 3. Yes. Shall I keep going? Oh yeah, because there's some, there's a few that I was like, I saw that I'm like, yeah, I need you to talk about. I, I'm ready okay, for uh, fall 2024 Vision Quest, mm-hmm. winter 2024 The Midnight Angels, December 2024 Spider Man Four, because he resigned. Yeah, that track. I'm ready for that. January 2025, Nova's a special. I'm hoping it's either Sam or Richard. I'm I'm leaning yeah. towards Richard. Yeah. February. Yeah, I would I would accept I would accept Sam. I mean Richard. I mean. It's February 2025, Fantastic Four. Spring 2025, Midnight Suns. Spring 2025, Moon Knight season two. Wait, Midnight Suns is having a show? It's certainly looking that way. Or a movie. I, look, Seriously. I'll be okay with that because that means that's I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I hope they put I hope they put the new people on it, but if not, I'm okay. If they don't, I, I would love for Magic to be in it, but if she is not, I will live. And if they just want to do the original like Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and all them, I'm fine with that. Okay, so. May 2025, as you know, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. 
summer 2025, X-Men 97 season 2, July 2025, Shang-Chi 2, summer 2025, mm-hmm. Young Avengers, and that's a series apparently. <gasps> yes, thank you, God, thank you, it deserves to be. Fall 2025, sophomore year animated, this one, Grain of Salt, Mephisto. Okay, huh. November 2025 That's is unique. Armor Wars. The Mephisto is unique. I'm sorry. <laughs> Winter 2025 is Nomad. I, hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I'm I'm for it. Because that means I'm I'm hoping that they're gonna make it um Steve Rogers kid. Yeah. Yeah, you forget yeah, you just you just put it together, and right? yep. Yep. And I'm that could be that could be our December. 2025 is Abomination. January mm-hmm. 2026 is The Conqueror. That has to be a Kang special. Yes. And you know what? I would love it because in the um for people who don't know the Young Avengers, um Iron Lad is actually a young Kang the Conqueror Avengers. and his That's whole right. thing yeah, is yeah. going in the um past to try to stop himself or um stop from becoming it. And yeah, I, I I would love if they made that a, a actual show. That would be awesome, actually. Okay. Please make Iron Lad black. Oh my god. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Done. Um, I just instantly thought of stature in him, and I was like, oh my god, that'd be summer cute. Summer 2026. The Illuminati. I'm not yes, done. Jesus. I'm not done. Oh, I know. February 2026, Eternals 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm ready for that. Miss Marvel Season 2. 2026? 2026. That makes me sick. I... We have to live, beautiful people. We have to live. Spring also in 2026, World War Hulk. Yes. May 2026, Avengers... Secret Wars. That's the movie that I was referring to that they're going to have a bunch of different versions of them. And I am very excited about that because I want to see Battle World. So now, Phase 7. Now, this is all speculation. In Bold is locked and in development. Mm-hmm. Power Pack, Secret Warrior. Yeah. July 2026, Namor. 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 <laughs> the child without love. G, uh, uh, Spring, uh, She Hulk, season two. Grain of Salt. I'm hoping they bring that, they make that sooner. November 2026, we're getting the X Men. Okay. I can wait that I can I can wait that long for them because I need them to take their time on that. <laughs> Just so, like but I waited long for Wakanda Forever, I knew they needed to take their time and do the work. So I'm gonna let it go. So Agents of Atlas, Photon is a series, Black Panther three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the culture. Yes, I'm ready for it. Or the culture. Yes, yes. <laughs> Doctor Strange three. Yes. Summer, yes. and I'm not even gonna touch 2027. Just no. 
Right. Those we wait. We wait to see. We got to wait for that because they might change their mind on that real quick. I feel like this is a legit list. Yeah. And it's coming. Somebody finna be fired for real. <laughs> but and, somebody um, be fired in the but it's okay. I'm gonna say this now. For the person that leaked this, <laughs> you better ha- have eyes behind in the back of your head. But for real though, hide your kids, hide your wife, because they, they coming for you. They, they, they coming for you. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin don't play about his, his, his show content. up and bone your wife. What leaking this list? It's gonna be definite promenade up in that place in that in the house, because uh there ain't no way. Yeah. He gonna There's find no you. There's no way that you're getting Hide your kids, hide your wife. Because he coming for everybody. Like I'm telling you, he's don't you know like, Five got snipers. What? Five got snipers. Look here. He he invented a, a non disclosure agreement. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> I'm gonna say this with love. If this is even remotely true, make Mine, Marvel. And I think we might have lost Aaron for a second. So I'll vamp. If this is remotely true, beautiful people, we... And I think I'm out. That's okay. So I'll just vamp for a second. If this is even remotely true... It's a lot of good stuff that's coming our way, but it is, it, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot and is just, you know, what, what do you say? What do you say? It's, we're getting good things coming out of Marvel, good to- movies, comics, merchandise. And I'm going to give uh, my co-host a second to come back. We'll be right back. So, beautiful people, we had a minor snap. This last one, y'all. We are giving y'all a great episode. Right. We're just, we, Aaron's on the road. Mm-hmm. Things look happen. right. But we're going to make this work. It's okay. And this is fun. This, this is, is so much fun. This is honestly one of my this favorite episodes. So, we, we're talking about how the movies leak. Yep. We will touch that at a later episode. Oh, yeah. We do need to finish high class. We do need to get this. Right. Done. So let's get back into it. Um, now, Emma. back into the Emma of it all. Um, this is also, this is like I said, one of the first times you see Emma Frost take a big role. Um, and this is honestly the Grant Morrison run of New X Men is what propels Emma's Emma Frost character in such a way that she is to this day still prominent to the X Men, not only as to the mutants but to the X Men as a whole. And this is the first time we really get to see that um, happen, but. It starts off with Cyclops um, going to Emma for therapy, and he basically asks her to help her help him like situate these feelings that are go- that he has uh, because he feels kind of inferior to to Jean Grey and feels kind of like um, not he he feels like he's like a burden kind of to her, not like her husband. Um, because and because she's also so powerful, it kind of brings back it brings it back to that Axe Judgment Day um, when the when the progenitor is talking to Jean Grey and she's like, um, your husband fears you and sees you as a being like me. And it kind of jumps to that. Now that I think about it, um, it kind of brings it to that, um, to that forefront. Um, but there is a moment where she is basically 
as his therapist, but she's also hitting on him and throughout this, but she he expresses that I have I'm with Gene, I'm not gonna do this. So but somehow they end up having start having an affair in his head. So um telep- telepathically. So and side the- note. Mm-hmm. Um I may pose this to my my wife later. Mm-hmm. I may get stabbed, <laughs> judging how things go. Is it cheating if it's in your head? Hell yes. You're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I, mean, let's, let's, I feel like I dreams mean, and legit, stuff. I know the answer is yes. Right. I know the answer is yes. It is cheating. But technically. I, I mean, we've kind of defined cheating as the physical act, but also cheating leads. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't start. It starts with compliments. It right. starts with hugs. Emotional just, cheating is all, is just as bad. Yeah. The same thing. I feel, and right. it's another telepath. Why yes. would you do this? Thank you. Why? That is that is the biggest thing about it. Because I'm like, because he tries to explain it to Xavier saying it was just in our heads. I don't know why she's so upset. You are talking about a woman that you also share a psychic rapport with. And you're saying that Oh, it doesn't mean anything. So all the time that y'all spent together getting to know each other and being able to link to each other psychically, that meant nothing as well. Cause that's what you, that's what you really saying to, that's what's really going to equate down to. And when your father, who's notorious for horrible things. Oh my God. Thank you. Talk about it. When your own father is telling you, uh, my guy, my son, my son, my son, my, my son, son. <laughs> if you, if you um, if you don't stop with the blonde, the redhead will kill you. And when Charles Xavier is the voice of reason, thank you. You listen to that man. And let's really talk about uh, talk about that part. There is because I read that I, that is also one of my favorite X Men issues of all time. Um, that issue where Jean Grey is dog walking Emma through her head, and like for for cheating on her, which is amazing. But like literally, there's a scene. That scene where um, Scott is like, I don't know why she's so upset, um, Professor. It was just in our heads. It didn't mean anything. But you're, first of all, you're talking, you're telling this to a telepath who also sees her as a daughter. Now, I do, but I also do want to say, point out that Xavier was not worried about Jean Grey as a person. He was not worried about uh, Jean Grey like, oh, you hurt this girl who I see as a daughter. You hurt, you hurt this child like. No, you're met. He said you cheated. Uh, he said you're doing this to one of the strongest beings in the world. Um, he said you can't temper, and she's also going through all these emotions or whatever as a phoenix. And not, oh, you definitely, fu- you definitely the one who fucked up, like, but just, oh, no, you just messing with phoenix, like, come on now. It, and that was that was the issue that I had with it. I'm like, he's not taking any kind of accountability for this, in like. And it is also one of those moments where before we get a chance to reconcile with this, then it jumps into one of the big moments with Zorn, who we come to find out ends up being a disguised Magneto, and he ends up just um, killing Gene. And then we don't really get a resolution to that. But with that, like, you see that relationship. And like, when I tell y'all that, when I say that issue is iconic, y'all, um, <laughs> it's issue new x-men 139 
um definitely read it 138 and 139 138 is when he when they first start the affair um and first of all gene gray finds out i do need to say by the coot the stepford cuckoos which are the daughters are and the clone embryos of Emma Scott. Emma's kids. Yeah, Emma's kids, basically, yeah. And they Emma's are kids. the first noted mutant circuit. Uh just so we're all just just FYI too. But um yeah, so they all they basically see they like tell up um Jean Grey's on her way back to um to the school after doing something for the school or something. So as she she's on the way back, they telepathically speak to her and say, Well, Basically saying, look, I ain't trying to start nothing, but your man is over there talking to Jean Grey. I'm uh, talking to Scott. I'm uh, talking to Emma over there in the garden. So you might want to see something, see what's going on. So literally, you got a new daddy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's their stepdaddy. That, that is their stepdaddy. Like he just like call like she just like says, oh, okay, bet, and she just like walks into the one, uh, like busts through the room of his mind and sees it. And she basically, like, you know, makes Emma relive her whole life and see why Emma the way is the way she is. Emma basically, I mean, she basically makes Emma see, also makes her see the death of all of her kids who, which I love Emma, but that is one of her greatest failures. All of her students have tragically yeah, been died. Yeah. And, even, with, even with all that. Right. And it's sad because she's an amazing Scott's teacher. The one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott's the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the blonde's the one. Yeah, Scott's the one. The, the one exactly for her. Like and like through her issues and through her um kind of run, you see that she she expresses that she's the only man that he she's ever loved. And a lot of people also don't like it. Be, um, don't like Inhumans versus X Men because of the role that Emma takes in that. Um, because of the whole unloving of children. I'm gonna stop you there. That story is trash no i think it's i'm sorry i think i like it because, because it you realize sense. what happened that um cyclops dies in the first issue <laughs> honestly that's what made it better to me because it was a twist it was a big it was a biggest twist that i've never expected i was like i because i was like this whole time like we're thinking that cyclops is the one going out on the limb and doing all this stuff but it's actually emma frost who's doing it but a lot of people don't like it um solely because they feel like emma is misportrayed in that as just like you know the casual crazy lady um and she and because she unalives kids she makes sentinels inhuman sentinels to unalive children now i do believe that that one was a far-fetched thing but i do believe that losing scott like that and losing the only man that she's loved because the only other man that she's really ever really been with is sebastian shaw so like uh, more breaking news oh god i really gotta stay off twitter sure he's coming back in einhart yes thank you thank you we we love it we, we love to see black women thrive over here <laughs> but um but yeah um for yeah for them like you don't really get to it kind of jumps into that where did i leave off at but yeah um emma kind of oh it's it's weird it's a very weird scenario but one thing i do say that will that stems from that is um they 
right after that gene ends up dying so like we never really that is also another issue that i have with um the new era of age of Krakoa because she does just jump into back into this relationship and they do just jump into it like nothing ever happened but in actuality the last time y'all talked to each other he cheated on you with your co-worker and the lady that you're co you're co-running this t- this place with and like it's kind of that and like you kind of get it now and I, I do love the fact that they're more they've decided that they're going to be more open or polyamorous i guess to where they both have each other than wolverine and then emma so it's a nice little issue and um that little the issue of the giant size storm issue which is like basically the playing homage to the new x-men issue with them saving um saving professor in his mind um that so that silent issue the on um, the nuff said issue mm-hmm. which was very much iconic if you have not read the i believe it's 141 if you have not read that iconic issue you should definitely read it um uh but yeah it's kind of, that in that kind of tells their relationship right there those four in that relationship but um yeah that that's one of those big things that i'm like i can't reconcile with uh, with him because they never really got that resolution. But honestly, I do love Emma and Scott together. I prefer them together, honestly. I, I Maybe it's because, like, the first X-Men thing I read was, like, them going into that relationship. But I do love Gene and Scott. I just feel like Gene, Scott, Scott is the woman. Scott and Emma are the relationship that they need. Like, because with Scott and Gene, like, both of them somehow both of them are subservient to each other and like and and both of them are kind of like you're scott's wife you're gene's husband like it's kind of vice versa with both of them whereas gene and i mean with scott and emma like through even through um utopia era you see them like kind of work together and they're kind of right there with each other the only time you don't really get to see that you see cyclops take more urgency is through um astonishing x-men with um with the what's his name i forgot his name um but yeah with his run of astonishing x-men it's the only time you really see him take the more urgency and you see emma frost play the background kind of but she's also going through her own kind of storyline because you find out that cassandra nova actually um was controlling emma and she kind of and emma kind of low-key helped um, uh, cassandra with the genosha genocide that's it's a it's yeah it's a mind it was a big mind f yeah like it, it kind of and it makes her feel even more guilty and like she tries to like even though she's being controlled by cassandra she tries to kill herself because she finds out that she's being controlled by her and she doesn't and she basically like subconsciously got kitty on the on the team so just in case she could unalive her but um skipping into the oh real yeah. quick real quick we're giving it we're giving you a lot in broad strokes yes because we haven't said it in this episode yet. Two things. Marvel Unlimited is your friend. Yes. And today being Tuesday, tomorrow's still new comic yes, book. Sir. Support your local comic store. Okay. I am I am literally in Texas this week and I am actually going to try to find a local comic book shop this week um to see if I can. Bedford Comic. No. Uh, no, not Bedford it's funny you just said that for oh my god those are the two those are the those are actually very close Red rock bad rock those 
Badrock? Both of those are Badrock Commons. Both of those are literally within like I believe five, ten miles of, of me. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to get one of them. I, I might have to take that L and go with my aunt, my mom and my uh my uncle to go shopping for Thanksgiving tomorrow so I can get that get that taken care of. Oh, just sneak off and grab you some comments. Yeah, you know, right, exactly. Just while we're here, if y'all just want to stop by the comic book shop. <laughs> but um, yeah, that is one of those uh, things. Um, one of the another great story for Cyclops, I think, is the Utopia era, um, of of um of X Men because this is one of those first time. This is honestly the first time that Cyclops is not just the leader of X Men, but he's the leader of the mutants. And it is a it is a good era, but it also is his start of kind of his radicalization to where he's like, we need to train kids to fight and to defend themselves, either than teaching them how to be kids. Now, you know, you have to tell them why. Oh yeah, Scarlet Witch, an Avenger, mm-hmm. was having a mental breakdown. I, I want to specify right. that her father. Magneto, while I love the character at times, as a dad, he wasn't shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wanda has the power to change reality Mm -hmm. with three words. No more Mutants. mutants. Made the mutant population down to 200. Yep. Nearly extinct. Mm -hmm. And I think this is Scott. Uh, Scott, and now I want to go back and read it. <clears throat> this is Scott figuring out what's best for his people. Yes. And this is where he true he he's he's interpreted as a villain. Yes. Right. But this is where he truly signs shines. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, and I will give you that. Like, it is one of those things where. He is more radicalized, and you see, um, and it is even to the point to where, um, in his run of Uncanny X Men, in I believe it's 2013 to 2015, he, um, when he makes his own, when he escapes from prison after Avengers vs X Men, um, and Emma, him, Emma, Magneto, Magic, and um, I believe that's it. They end up take um, making their own school, um, calling it Xavier's Institute, and they like have a secret school. And throughout um, the beginning of it, it starts off with um, no. It's actually in the Utopia era too. Um, in both ish, in both times, actually, Magneto kneels to him and tells him that um, you are doing like it's kind of the same energy that um, Apocalypse gave in, eight, in the beginning of the Krakoa Age, where he's like, "This is all I've ever wanted for the mutants, for someone to stand up for us and for us to have our own place in this um, in this unit world." And that it it was definitely that much. And honestly, this is right off of this is like fresh, like Magneto fresh off of the villain train. So the fact that Magneto was just agreeing with you like this, that should be your first indication that maybe something isn't right. And it kind of leads right into Cyclops. The Cyclops was right phrase that they that they use in like. And I'm sorry, but I'm gonna keep it 100. Listen, if my wife, if you, my wife. We're all mutants, and I'm I'm Cyclops. I'm doing whatever I need to do to protect my family. Right. Morals be damned. Yeah, exactly. Period. Morals be damned. I'm literally like that. Cyclops is the man. I'm sorry. You you have, you have to protect your people. Right. You have. I'm sorry. You. I'm not. Look. I'm not 
the Madeline thing, fine. Pretty questionable. This? I'm sorry, 200 people? Right. An Avenger until, and this, the, the, I think to this day, the world still doesn't know what happened. Right, like, yeah, exactly. The only people who know about it is the, the superhero community as a whole know about it, but nobody really knows that she's the reason. Well, and the mutant community. The mutant community, of course, knows, um, and that's why they call her the Great Pretender in, um, in Krakoa. But yeah, besides that, the the nobody really knows about this besides um. So like, it's one of those. It's kind of definitely one of those things where like, yeah, if you in house, it's, you got to be. The, it's kind of you got to be in. If you know, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, it, with that. So with that one. Though. So now, oh, because that takes us right to all new X Men. Yep. Yep. So Hank McCoy, Beast decides to bring the the original five back to the uh, back uh, back to Oh, the and side note, I'm sorry. It's ironic because that run because the thing the fact that Beast is doing that, this arc is literally what turns Beast, I feel in my opinion. I feel like though he's trying to change Cyclops, I feel like this is the turning point that makes Beast more radicalized as well or make him more the way he is now. Go my back to you. No, 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 you're fine. But then um, he brings the original five to the present. And it's literally the days of the future past. Mm-hmm. Days of, yeah, days of the future past, but in the present and, or in the future. And it's not a great look. A lot of these people see how they die or they're alive or how they're living now. It is bugged out. And poor Cyclops has to just go through like, oh my god, that's younger me, and this is what I turned yes. into. But you get, God bless Brian Michael Bendis, yeah. and God bless Fred Rucka. You get amazing stories out of that. So movie. much. Cyclops in space. Yes, uh, that, was one, the, that was one of the great stories I was going to actually bring up, the Cyclops uh, solo issue. Fred Rucka writing Cyclops and his dad, Corsair in space. Yes. As a space pirate. Right. As a kid. You're not going to tell me if my dad is the coolest pirate in space and young me is going to go with him. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's even right. And it's even to the point, like first and foremost, I do love those moments um, that he gets to see one where he meets his father as a young kid and two, when he meets his brother as a young kid, because with both of those, he thought both of them were dead. Like that was the whole thing. And when he sees his father Corsair is when it's, isn't it? I believe in that vortex, the vortex um, saga with uh, guardians of the galaxy and the X-Men crossover. And um, that is also where Kitty pride is engaged to, uh, Peter Quill, Star Lord, which you guys—that's what made me read uh, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. That's a Marvel Unlimited is your friend. But look here, Marvel oh, Unlimited is your friend. friend. I will advertise them for free till the house come home. They are—they have come in clutch for me a lot of so times. The five go—they the five go through their adventures, but Cyclops before he leaves, he forms the champion. Yes, Miles Morales, Sam. Uh, Richards, I believe. I thought it was Richards. Is it Richards? I think so. Anyway, Nova, right? Miss Marvel, Cyclops, Sam Alexander, Sam Alexander yeah. as Nova, mm-hmm. and he forms a superhero team called the Champions. Still growing up, still have run to do. Then 
eventually Cyclops goes, uh, young Cyclops goes back to the past. At some point, they kill off Cyclops again. When? Um, because he's missing for a while. Because you get um, I don't. I feel like they kill him off again. No. Um. After, because it was after the death of X, and um, it was yeah, death of X when um, Black Bolt. That's when he's, he's gone for. Yeah, a while. exactly. He's and then it was in, It wasn't until Uncanny X Men when um, it was Extermination. Extermination. Um, when the Young Cable came and killed Old Cable, and then. And brought, brought back uh, him back exactly. You see that um, there's an annual of it um, where like you see the whole process of how he brought him back to life and how he like basically took those steps to bring him back to life. It, it's actually a good little storyline for those who haven't seen it. I believe it's Uncanny X Men Annual. Um, I believe it's 2019. But yeah, it's a it's actually a good little issue, and you get to see um, that. But also, one of the big things of it was when he got when he came back to life. Um, because in and for those who don't know extermination is a is is the last issues that we see the original 5 X-Men from the past come back and they decide they uh young cable tells them that they have to he, they have to go back or the the past will be the future will be changed irreparably so they finally decide to go back and do the alternate do the changes they need to do cuz they've been there for years at this point um so they make it to where they they will forget all their memories up until a point so when Cyclops, when Scott dies, he ends up coming back and he has like, when he comes back to life, then like he talk, he's talking to uh, Cable and then he has a flash of all his memories. And it is a beautiful moment because we see like, he's basically, um, he basically goes to this like, what have I done? I can't believe I used to, I did all those things in the name of my people, but I was only trying to help. And like, he kind of, you see him kind of reconcile with that. And it is a powerful little story, um, story for him. Um, but also, um, one other storyline I did want to bring up was the adventures of Scott and Jean, um, which is a tale showing that, um, because a lot of people don't know about it, but he did actually raise Cable. Nathan. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nathan. Yeah. Um, him and Scott, him and Jean yeah, on their Rachel honeymoon. Brought them to the future. Yeah. On their honeymoon. And, to the future and they raised right. Them. When Jean and Scott, and it's a pretty fun. It story. is. It is a beautiful story. Actually. Um, when Jean and Scott also on Marvel. Unlimited. Yes. So, uh, so when Jean and Scott actually get married, they go on a honeymoon and they, um, they're on the beach. Then they get sent to the future on uh, their minds, get sent to the future by Rachel, uh, their daughter from the, um, from an alternate universe. But she, as an, um, uh, she sends them to the past to help raise Nathan. And Nathan is, doesn't even know this, um, until he doesn't find this out until later on in life. As he gets older, he realizes that they were, they were, um, his parents, but it's a beautiful story about how he raised his, uh, how you, how him and Jean raised them and how that's how, really Jean sees him as his, as her, her son. So it's a beautiful uh, story and the further adventures of Jean and Scott as well. Those are uh, good too. Um, but yeah, those, that was a good little moment for them. Cause like I was, I was also talking shit and I was like, okay. I was like, he didn't even raise his kid, but I was like, technically, okay. Yeah. You, you raised him, I guess, I guess you, you get that. Um, but the only um, other pivotal moments I would say is the schism which leads from which leads to the division of the mutants um the last real division of mutants which is um their ideologies where scott believes that he 
um, that the kids should be learning how to defend themselves and learn how to fight. Whereas Wolverine of all people decides that, um, believes that the kids should learn how to be children and learn how to use their abilities, but they should also grow up to be kids and not have to worry automatically about that. And of course it literally splits the X-Men in the middle and the, and also the remaining mutants of, of the decimation, which again is only 200. And, but now is growing because of, um, because of hope, um, summers after that age of X-Men, um, I'm sorry, X, um, Avengers versus X-Men. Um, but other than that, I, I think those are great stories that you guys should get into. Um, is there any story that you would recommend, um, for Avengers versus Mm X-Men for sure. Chris Claremont's entire run start from yes. 94 on Uncanny X-Men 94 on uh, what else uh, we said Cyclops the adventures of Cy- uh, Cyclops in space mm-hmm. all new X-Men when Brian was on the book right. great run the champions seeing Cyclops as a leader Going through growing up with kids, right? Not even no, as a uh, team player, not even as a leader. Like it's it's amazing. It's fun. right. Uh, what else? Um, uh, for I, yeah, I would say to see a more flawed um ex, uh, to see a more flawed uh, Wolver. I mean Cyclops. Then you can wa- uh, read the new X Men. It is still a good story for him, and it is a pivotal moment in his life, um, especially with going through like being possessed by Apocalypse. Coming from that, it is a good storyline. Um. Like he was talking about the Cyclops single solo issue, um, with him going out on um, solo series with him going on adventures and with his father and uh, with what is his group called, the Star Jammers? Yeah, the Star yes. Jammers. Um, Star Jammers. For those who I, the Black Vortex is another great. Group. Yes, thank you, God. Another great. The group. Black Vortex is a great arc. It is very underrated, but it is a great. Oh, and that's another favorite uh, moment. Where Cyclops tells Gladiator, "You come for me, you come for Gene. I'm killing all of what? you. What? Don't play with what? me. What? Exactly. And this is a very much it is very much a moment um, for them. And there is and that uh, what is it called? The Battle of the Atom is actually a good moment for them as well um, yes. uh, for Young Scott because I okay I'm going to be one of the people who says it and people will probably hate me for this, but for those who remember all new X Men, you remember that there's a point where um as you know this they've got the young x-men but at this point of the story at this point where they get the kids gene and scott only are flirting they don't only like have some kind of flirtation but they are not together so like in this story there's a story where beast and gene get together and it is kind of the cutest thing in the world for me and like she like she because it's where she's like helping older gene older hank and like she was like oh my god i remember when she was that age she's like oh she's so she's like she's so innocent and that's like i i was like i can't help but to miss my gene and he's like um i he's like i wonder if i ever said anything when i was younger if we could have ever and then he stops and then she goes to hank and she's like um why don't you tell me you like me and this is this is also when gene was going through that whole like when she just got her tele- telepathy and she's like just saying whatever she hears and i'm like bitch calm the fuck down like uh is she but yeah she goes to him and tells him like uh i know that you like me and then she tells to him i don't she's like you're supposed to be with scott because it's after they find out they're supposed to be married and he says yeah she's like yeah i don't love scott 
and then they get together. I love it. And it's also when Beast learns magic, which is a, a great moment for him. I, lo- I loved him learning magic. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Utopia run of Cyclops is fun. Yeah. That extinction team? No. Um, no, I'm sorry. Kokoa Cyclops is yes. Fun. He is the is so much fun. This current this current Cyclops is the perfect amalgamation. Is the perfect Cyclops to me, honestly. Like he, it kind of culminates all his like storylines and all his like flaws, but it it brings him as an actual person and it makes him not only a good hero, but it he they're repairing they're somewhat repairing him as a father as well with him with Rachel and um young Cable living with him, um. What I would have liked, though, which some, uh, which a lot of I didn't know that a lot of people were talking about, was that a lot there was a fan theory that um, that Young Cable was actually supposed to be Kate was to be Strife, and that he was going yeah, and that he was uh, actually in um, there because I don't know if you read the Cable um, miniseries, but in his run, uh, did you? Okay, so in his series, um, there's literally um. Throughout the series, you see them like randomly talking about Cable, but you don't know what's going. But you don't know what context they're talking about. And he's and I forgot which one he ends up with, Esme or Sophie, whichever Sophie. So he, uh, Sophie tells him at the end of it before he goes back to the future and switches places with the old Cable. He tells her uh, she tells him that um the only reason that they wanted the cuckoos with you is because they wanted us to spy on you to make sure that you weren't strife, but. I knew from the beginning that you were him and like there's also an easter egg at the end of it where like he goes the old cable goes to the past i mean to the future and he like goes home and he's like um i guess is after he is killed in extermination and he um he's talking to this lady and she's like um so the the young one he said so the young man killed you right um he said the old that little shit killed me and um she says don't talk about him i happen to love him and come to find out it's actually one of the step for cuckoos as an adult so somehow she ends up going to the future and it does lay back into what destiny said in um that one that one of you will never uh two of you will fall in love one of you will never um be the same and um be separated and severed from your connection i think that's going to be that moment for them i kind of hope so Sorry, I got I went on a tangent about cable, but yes, no, you're, um, fine. you're fine, you're fine. But I think the last thing, uh, do you have any more storylines? No, that's it for me. Um, man. Okay, the last thing I think is what would you want to see from him? Oh, okay, right out of the gate because you're gonna agree mm-hmm. with me. Like the okay, so I want to point out this current Avenger run that I'm reading. It's not exactly great. I'm starting to realize that because I, like I haven't picked it up. It's I've. I've Multiverse stuff. It's not done. I haven't. Right. Okay, it's I haven't gotten to that point yet. I've only gotten to the point where uh, Russia took. Red- but I know Jason Aaron's gonna be off the books. Soon. Yeah. So I need the Avengers because all of them, even Thor, even Captain Marvel, even She-Hulk, right. have been played the villain role at some mm-hmm. point. Reform the Avengers. Cyclops and Gene Reed lead. Yeah. The team. It's it's way past yeah. time. Call it the Krakoan Avengers if that's what you right. want to do. Right, I would be totally fine with them doing. I would be totally fine with them doing that. Um, and also, there's a there's going to be an X Men annual with um, with Fire starring Firestar, which I'm curious about. But and I'm happy that I'm I'm want to see what they're going to do with her because 
I feel like it is it out this week. Um, no, it's um, no, actually, yes. Uh, the one issue, not the annual, but one of um, seventeen does come out this week. Okay. Yeah, and I, I so that's one I do. I I have made sure I kept up with because uh, sheesh. Okay. Man, this was a long road today, beautiful people. It was tough. We had minor snafus, but we got through. Okay. Oh, did you tell if what you, you wanted? What point. else you wanted to do with uh with Scott? Because the only thing, I, no, that's it for me. The only thing I think I would want done with him, and I think you you will also agree with me. Um, I just need Scott to be able to control his blasts, like his his eyes. Like I feel like at yes. some point he should be able to do that, and this is now. Like if anything, just make his eyes like glow red. You don't have to like. He doesn't have to. I feel like at some point he should just not have a visor. I know it makes him distinguishable as a character, but you know, I feel like he should at least be able to He'll grow into that and have He'll grow Omega Beans. Oh, my favorite Cyclops story. It's a future story. I don't know if it's in canon. He becomes president. Yes. Yes. I was about to thank you for saying that. I want to bring up his daughter, Ruby. Oh, yes. Yes. I love Ruby. Yes. It, 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 I don't know if it's a what if story, but he does become president, which I think is awesome. So that is weird because it was a po- it was actually a future. But yeah, I remember in the end, like um, they like it was literally like Gene was like, if you become president, the world will be destroyed. And like he had to go back in the past and like they had to make him like literally forget it or something like something like that. It was very weird, but I did like it because, like, he had his, like, his eyes only glowed, and then he was able to do, like, the little Omega, it was kind of like an Omega beam, like, Dooms, like, Dark Side, mm-hmm. and it, like, went everywhere. I kind of like that. Um, and I do kind of hope that him and Emma have a kid in the future. That is also something I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting Ruby Summers into the um, ethos, into the mythos, into the universe, into everything. Um, and... I also I said that uh, somebody said, uh, pointed this out, but if he if he were, him and her would have a kid, he's gonna be a stay at home dad because Emma's not Emma's not taking care of that kid. He 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 is taking care of that kid. Emma got too much stuff to do. Yeah, she uh, look. He like okay, I'll be home after I get done with the Hellfire Trading Company. After I'm get done with my quiet council meetings and you know anything else I'm doing, but. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, it's just funny. <laughs> but, um, yes, right, I believe that is it. We need to get out of here. <laughs> however, true believer, however, true believer, true believer, if you made it to the end, we're going to play something for you. It's about two minutes long, and then we're going to tell y'all goodbye. Listen. I want to say, go eat and gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Look. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it. Look. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams,
Yeah, I thought we were done. We're just getting started. Thanksgiving, beautiful people and beautiful homo superiors. Antonio Augusto, that is Aaron Rhodes. Find us both. I can't even finish I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> well, I'll start off. You can find me at King Krakoa on TikTok and Twitter. Thank you all for joining us. And where can we find you? Antonio Life and Ant Life Rants on TikTok and Ant Life on, on Twitter. That's all you get. <laughs> That's right. Yo. Happy Thanksgiving. Y'all take care. Right. And thanks for bearing with us for this long episode. (laughs) Deuces. Mm.